Sunny, I would love to hear uh, an anecdote from you over the last maybe a couple of weeks or month of a time where you just felt like you were so in your groove, like things were just meshing really well and you just felt super in your element. <laughs> Um, I'm sure you probably feel that way a lot. I'm laughing because I haven't felt that in a long time (laughs) because I've been so stressed. I've been uh, so many deadlines happening, like so many things I have to wrap up recently. But I have had this moment recently, actually moments really, when I feel so stressed that I'm being like mean to myself I'm being too hard on myself or I'm pushing myself too hard and I'll just put my hand on my heart and I'll be like, oh no, I'm okay. And actually my main goal is to love myself. Like like when I remind myself of that and I suddenly I feel safe again and I feel like, oh yeah, this feeling. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That is so much more profound than mine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but what a great shout out to mindfulness yeah. and being present and taking mm-hmm. a breath and sitting in gratitude with, with yourself and compassion for yourself. I think that's such a great lesson. I'll give you a knee jerk uh, <laughs> reaction in a different way. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Which is for me, and I, I feel kind of icky saying this because it's job related, but at the same time, I haven't felt this way in quite a while, probably mm-hmm. the last like couple of years. I recently took on two jobs, two new jobs that basically just scratch the itch that I've been looking for mm. for so long on mm. so many different levels. Um, like it's on, meaningful work. Oh my God, it's so meaningful. And mm-hmm. I'm stressed, but I'm in that place where I'm like, I'm like excited stressed, right? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> where I'm like, this is this is the shit. Like I'm really like doing the thing I want to do and it's fun and it's fulfilling. And, um, you know, I'm tired at the end of the day, but it's like a very fulfilling tired and like satisfying Mm -hmm. tired. So it's nice to feel that way compared to when this podcast began. And I was like, I don't know what's happening with my Mm -hmm. life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you didn't have a job then. Yeah. And also I just will say that like feeling that way in these jobs also reminds me that I can feel that way outside of these jobs too. Like I can mm-hmm. still, I think just like, I, I feel like I've been re- relying on my career for joy. And actually now that I'm getting joy from my career, it's reminding me of all the other aspects of joy that I'm seeing in my life. You know, oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I guess I, I feel can like... be profound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on that note, tell us what we're talking about today, Sunny. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to introduce the topic for this episode. It's going to be about this concept called divine assignment, which is something you're going to have to tune into to find out more about. And we have our first guest speaker for our episode to talk about this very exciting concept, Camelia Lee. She is a friend of mine from high school, and we reconnected with each other during the pandemic. It was a very magical, synchronistic thing that was very similar to how you and I got (laughs) connected. And she just has such a wealth of knowledge as a student of um, acupuncture, energy healer, and astrologer. And this discussion was so exciting and multifaceted that we actually decided to split this up into two parts. And the second part will be about dreams. 
And I really hope you tune in for that episode as well, because it truly is very magical. Welcome to our podcast, Are You There Universe, hosted by me, Jamie Wu, and Sunny Yu, two high-achieving Asian-American women recovering from burnout. Join us as we embark on a journey to reclaim ourselves and inner power, unpack and explore the transformative nature of social change and justice at the level of the spirit, and heal our past traumas by exploring our present. Because when you heal yourself, you heal the world. When you evolve, the world evolves with you. Camelia, can you tell us a little more about yourself and what you've been up to? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I love what you've already been doing, and I think it's very beautiful to... It's always a very special emotional experience for me when um, I... Oh no, there's a card. <laughs> well, we can also just say that Camelia is uh, tuning in with us from Brazil and I can tell that you are living on a very busy street. So please forgive us for that surround. Imagine that you're in Brazil, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's, um, that was a wonderful little, very loud car that people like to drive. I'm in a rural area. Um <laughs> And um, yeah, that's been an interesting experience to go through Lunar New Year and be the only like Asian person that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it's really special. Any time that I connect with um, people of diasporas from Oceania and Asia who are working to unpack and do some house cleaning, you know, surfacing all the beauty that is in our cultural inheritances and also do some discarding of maybe investments in white supremacy and settler colonialism that we don't need to hold on to. Um, So I'm really grateful for the work you've already done. And my path is um, still unfolding. I am a lifelong learner currently studying acupuncture as a Taiwanese diaspora person. My father is Taiwanese. My mother is um, white American. And I do, in addition to like my schoolwork, I um, do energy healing medical Qigong in the Ni family's lineage of um, Infinity is the name that their lineage calls it and ancestral counseling, which is mostly me um, drawing on the Africana studies, critical race theory background that I have from undergrad to provide support mostly to like activists who are burned out and want to draw on ancestral resilience without um, continuing harmful patterns. I love that you especially uh, referred to activists who are burned out right? Because that is 100% how I identify, right? (laughs) And I think how in some ways Sunny and I both identified, especially in college, -college, post-college. 
it was really almost a uh, inspiration to start this podcast, right? Like, let's talk about this burnout. Let's talk about ways where we can cultivate resilience and to, you know, hearken back to our ancestral joy, right? I think um, in one of our previous episodes, we talked about the gifts that we inherit from our ancestors, because so often we talk about ancestral wounds, right? Like all the trauma that's passed down, but in light and, you know, in the same breath, we're also inheriting a lot of joy and a lot of opportunity and perspective that we can really dive into a little bit more and kind of just revisit, you know? So I love, I love that. And thank you for being here (laughs) all the way from Brazil. We're so excited to have you. It's so fun to have an international guest and also just like, my gosh, the ability for us to be able to connect in this way is just mm-hmm. amazing. And um, just also want to shout out to Sunny for for suggesting and inviting Camelia. I mean, Sunny and I reconnected in the pandemic as you know, college buddies, and then you <laughs> both can reconnected during the pandemic as high school buddies. So it's just like we're all one big, you know, yeah, intersecting group, which is really, mm-hmm. really wonderful. Um, well, one of the things that I um, know that you have really explored is this concept of divine assignment and understanding where you come from and all of the incredible ventures that you're working on, whether it's acupuncture, qigong, et cetera. Could you explain what divine assignment is? Yeah. It caught that term actually I got from uh, a friend Claire Fox, who is a wonderful food justice organizer in Los Angeles, the um, the land of the Tongva people. And I just I think I read her use it and I like felt my body react to that. And there's um it's something that you, sometimes the Taoists call the heavenly mandate. Um, in Ifa, a Yoruba spiritual tradition from Southwest Nigeria, what's now part of Nigeria and Benin, they talk about your road, your destiny. And in you know, New Age circles, your calling, vocation, there's lots of different language for that. But I, I think that um, we are in an interesting like place because of capitalism and globalization where our path isn't as predetermined as it might have been if we had or maybe when we were incarnated other times so if I was born in a village like a thousand maybe 1500 years ago then maybe I would just train in what my family did if we were blacksmiths Mm -hmm. and that would be my path Whereas so many of us are displaced and then capitalism makes it that we have to work to survive and it might be just whatever's most accessible. Um, So I like that language with divine doesn't have to be connected to any one idea of God. But for me, as someone who really needs a spiritual connection, finding my purpose, which is something that I'm still working on, is really important for me to focus my energies. And it's very directly related to burnout. So that I, as a Sagittarius, can use my arrows with intention um, and not just waste my arrows throwing them all over the place and then have to make new arrows by hand, which is now how I'm now like thinking to myself about my energy and my time alive, which I don't know how much I'll have. So I want to be very mindful about how, where, 
I spend it um, in the ways that I'm most effective. Mm. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I think I have some struggle with is feeling like I need to say yes to basically everything because all I, the opportunities, it, it, right? Because you you see it as opportunity and also kind of just people pleasing generally. Like I just want other people to appreciate me and I want to make them happy. But I love that that analogy you gave, especially I me mean, as a Sagittarius. It's that's just basically like just flinging your arrows everywhere. And then at, at some point you run out of arrows, you run out of energy, you run out of time. And and so I love that just, you know, and that connection to mindfulness and being really intentional. It actually reminds me of, for me, as in my youth, it feels like I have a thousand arrows mm. and that I can just shoot them in all directions and see where they stick, right? I'm like, oh, it's stuck. I, I, I like hit a target. Like, oh my God, <laughs> right? And then you're like, oh, that's what I'm good at. Okay, let me follow that. And I think as I've gone older, it's like, okay, I don't have a thousand arrows. <laughs> first of all. And if I stick to something long enough, I will hit the target again and again, right? I think Mm -hmm. that's the faith that I'm building as I move on in terms of like, okay, this is what it means to be of a generation. There comes a period when me and my peers are leaders in whatever field we find ourselves in. It's inevitable by virtue of time, effort, and And so I think that's what's been dawning on me now, too, is that someone was reminding me that Toni Morrison didn't publish her first book until her 40s or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it reminds me that, oh, yeah, like to be where I want to be, I need to be patient. And also, I don't know what that what the equivalent of Toni Morrison's first book <laughs> would be for me, right? Like I'm still just 30. Yeah. Being lost is how we get found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That seems important. Yeah. I love that. To your point too, Sunny and, and Camelia, my mom, my mom is a doctor. She has her PhD and MD. And when she was really urging me to become a doctor and go to med school. And I was explaining to her that I didn't find joy in this. Like, you know, it just wasn't my calling. And she was like, you'll, you'll learn to love it. Or she kept saying, you'll just learn <laughs> to love this. Just like, you'll learn to love, you know, like picking weeds. You'll learn to love doing chores. You're just, you just, learn. and she's of a generation in a cultural time where, you know, that there was no choice, but to just love it. Right. She didn't want to become a doctor. I think I mentioned in a previous episode, she wanted to become like an aerospace pilot, right? But she was she grew up in the Cultural Revolution. That was not a possibility. So she had to become a doctor and learn to love that lifestyle. And now we're we're at a stage where we have the luxury and the privilege to be patient and to wait and to be intentional. And so I'm curious, Camelia, how in in light of being intentional and being being patient, how how does one even figure out their divine assignment with they when they have so many choices um, or at least for you how did you come across Chinese acupuncture and Taoism and, and as that divine assignment and calling um the Tao is in my name mm-hmm. and it's in the name that my grandmother gave to me and 
I'm still learning what it means. I'll probably be learning what that name means my whole life. I think that I got the level of clarity I currently have about my path, like <laughs> at 28 years old, which is very Saturn return. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it's, I almost feel like the mystery and the not knowing is a very sacred part of being alive, it's something that we all have in common. Oh, I love that. Leela Fernandez, um, who writes about feminist spirituality, talks about mystery as being the universal mode of knowing. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I think it's in where I find my direction is looking back at times when I felt really lost. It, I feel like I get purpose from like looking at times when I was in pain times when I made a really big mistake. Mm. Um, I think both of those, while in the moment, in that lived experience, it's hard. Looking back, there can be really, sometimes things are seeded in those moments. And then there's a lot of fruit, if I can go look back, of, okay, I felt so much pain um, when I went to a Taiwanese monastery trying to reconnect Um with my spirituality of my ancestors and a European guy told me that like, it wasn't okay to be trans, to be non-binary, to be queer. And that was acutely painful. I, I, it was a really difficult part of my life. But when I look back, that gives me clarity that part of what I can do with my life, maybe a legacy I can leave behind is be a possibility model, which is language from Janet Mock and Laverne Cox, amazing Black trans women. I can be a possibility model for other queer and non-binary Asian people thriving despite him. And I can, that can be my purpose. That's a way I reclaim agency from that moment. I can also learn, wait, okay, so I need for there to be a space that was not a space and I therefore need to make or find and make more spaces where diasporic spiritual seekers um, who care about racial justice can reconnect with Taiwanese spirituality. Hmm. And so like, I think it can often be very retrospective and um, that, Often, also sometimes the things that we're that we're good at and so good at that it comes really easily and then we tend to devalue it. If there's a cultural mm. idea that like that which is easy isn't mm. worth anything, mm. like um, that what I do naturally isn't worth anything, which is very Puritan. I think of like you have to work hard and suffer, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, or just so very capitalist, just, right? Like you totally. have to produce something that like, you know, other people can benefit from, not necessarily you even, you know, yeah. Or that there's a cost, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I look at big mistakes so that I can make my life kind of an amends or a course correction. Sites Mm -hmm. when I experienced violation where my thriving can be a purpose and I can try and make it so that other people don't go through something like that. And also what comes naturally to me, what I am naturally good at. And then the part that I'm honestly 
still working on, which is a little hard, which is like um, pushing myself to learn things that don't come necessarily so easily, but are skills, which I, I want to be able to practice like acupuncture, which there's so much memorization. And I was like, <laughs> student. <laughs> I didn't memorize. Right. So what did you have to change about your relationship with work and labor to arrive at what you are, where you are now? Everything about my ability to do work that feels more fulfilling, if not everything, then a huge proportion of that is class privilege and my proximity to whiteness. My mother is white and they, and my parents are upper middle class. So I don't want to fall into any kind of bootstraps narrative of like, I was just so plucky and like Mm -hmm. ingenious, (laughs) like other people's work and unfair advantage definitely always is is um contributing and um so that is really important to to front line and frame and also i think i think that spiritually to be alive right now um it's important to me to become um, adept at paradox. Mm. So yes, yes. Like hold seemingly contradictory truths. Like, okay, race is a social construct. Money is a social construct. We made that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has material consequences. So like in normal words, like people die over money, over these like right. pieces of paper. Um, so Sometimes people say being in it, but not of it, right? Um, so Ooh. work and labor, like, in order for me to leave behind a legacy where my life left this planet a little better than I found it, I have to eat. Mm-hmm. I have to access resources. And because capitalism and the structures that exist right now exist and they have power, I love that there's so many connections to what we've already talked about. (laughs) Yeah, like I have to be able to acknowledge that right now there is power and money and for me to eat. There's a lot of really yucky ethical compromises um, that that I make. And so then I try to make them strategically. So so holding paradox is important for navigating capitalism and also having – an external source that is um, stronger than the forces of domination. So for me, that is spiritual, but I also think it doesn't have to have that language. Like the sun is more powerful than capitalism. It's existed for billions of years before and will outlive it. Mm-hmm, it, right. it, it's you know late stage capitalism it's gonna fall down. It is it is a zombie, it's dead, but it's still mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking about how the fathers who created the system are gone. Mm. And yet we suffer from that inheritance from a spectral father figure. Definitely. So in this moment, like the sun is a force that defies capitalism. I think, I mean, so many of what you said are elements of conversations that Sunny and I have had which I, I love just how, you know, it all ties together in so many ways. And what you're saying about finding something greater than yourself and, and some people use, you know, 
terminology such as spirituality or religion. We kind of even talked a little bit about the distinct between those two. But, you know, our podcast's name is Are You There Universe, right? It's like, is there something better, bigger, and more grander out there? And the whole idea is that, yes, there is. And there is good energy that you put out into the world and that you can receive in 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 return and can also collectively help communities, you know? And I just, I love that because, you know, you may not be religious in any way, but you could also believe in something. You could believe in the the your habit of making tea every morning. And that is your ritual. And ritual itself is something bigger than you, something that you can you can put meaning onto, you know? And so I just love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ocean too. We know mm. so little about the ocean floor. And like the physicists only understand and like can identify it like 5% of all that is. They're like, we don't know this dark matter and energy. It's it's there. Mathematically, it doesn't make sense unless we include it, but we don't know what it is. We don't know what it's doing. It's just yeah. there. <laughs> you know? And Space um, and underwater are basically like those two areas were just like, it's something's out there. We don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. No. Yeah. But we're made yeah. to believe that we do know. Like mm-hmm. that's the conceit of... Mm-hmm where we are. And I think that's why bringing in the mystery back into our lives feels so important. That not knowing what one's divine assignment is like should not be a stressful point. Like mm-hmm. I think we know it when we know it and the not knowing is really crucial. Like mm-hmm. it's the cake baking. It needs to mm-hmm. rise. Just like let it bake. <laughs> and I might, you know, call Sunny like two years from now and be like, I, it's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like a flashpoint. This is a snapshot of where I'm at now with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want, I don't want to give any idea that like we should know because I think the mm-hmm. not knowing is actually a really magical experience mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to be able to be wandering in the dark, looking at the stars. Oh, what a beautiful note to end on as we wrap up our part one of our series with Camelia Lee and move into our affirmations of the week. And so Sunny, could you wonderfully grace us with those affirmations? So taking a moment to pause whatever you're doing and listening in to your heart center, repeating after me in your own inner voice. My purpose is not to know, it is to unfold. My dreams contain the collective I am divine. Those were lovely. Thank you so much, Sunny. What a great, great conversation. I'm so glad we got to have Camelia and um, can't wait to continue these thoughtful and insightful conversations moving forward. And so thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Are You There Universe, where we get to reimagine a new world together. We're so grateful to you, and we hope you can join us again next time to dive deeper into the intersections between social justice and spirituality. If you're curious about our other projects and extensions of this work, connect with us. We'd love to have you join our community on Instagram at areyouthere.universe. You can also find me, Sunny, at sunny underscore mystic, and find Jamie on our website, www.jamiewu.com.